What's up, family? I'm really excited to announce that we have launched the Chosen Academy. The Chosen Academy is a nonprofit organization with the mission of providing affordable basketball skills training and mental health groups to student athletes in the inner city of Grand Rapids. Our target athlete is an athlete that may come from a single parent home, a low income home, or someone that may be a first generation college student. As you may know, mental health has a stigma in our society, especially in the black community. So we want to break down that wall and help athletes get the help that they need. So how can you help? Please spread the word about what we're doing. Share this podcast, share our website, and tell everyone that you know. If you'd like to give to this cause, check out our website, thechosenonesgr.com, or email me at wes at thechosenonesgr.com. Your contributions will make a huge impact on the kids that we meet. Thank you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Chosen Podcast. I'm Wes with The Chosen Ones, Homeless Student Athlete Empowerment. I want to thank you for stopping by and supporting the show. Today, we got a great episode with Javen Montgomery from East Kentwood High School. Hope you enjoy the show. Peace. Miss Javen Montgomery, what's going on? How are you today? Um, I'm good. Nothing too much is really going on. I recently yeah. dislocated my thumb at practice. Ooh. Well, this is this is my third dislocation of my fingers because my hands are just, like super bendy. But like other than oh, wow. that, yeah, other than that, not too much is going on. Just trying to okay. finish up school, and I'm trying my best not to get senioritis too bad. Oh yeah, senioritis is a real thing, especially when basketball is over. <laughs> yeah, you'll feel it. Yeah, yeah. So how'd you dislo- dislocate your thumb? it's kind of embarrassing it was literally just trying to catch a pass or practice like oh I, man. okay so i actually i actually kind of went coach Ephus a little bit because he was like goofing off and we were playing like music and he was dancing at practice so i turned my head to look yeah and my teammate had thrown me the ball because we we're doing spot shots and i went to like hurry up and like try to catch it and i just i watched it dislocate and then pop right back in this place and i was like there's no way that just happened dang that's so. crazy yeah so you said it's the third time is it like are you just totally used to it now yeah kind of like it's not the first time it happened i was like oh my god oh my god but then the second time it happened i was just like uh and then now the third time now i'm just like oh like my finger is bendy man i've never had that happen before i would probably freak the heck out if that happened to me low-key but it's a little scary but it's like you when it dislocates you can't really feel it because it's like the bones aren't connected so you don't really feel it like once the adrenaline wears off yeah then it's sore and then that's probably the worst of it like the next okay. day waking up but in the yeah. moment it's not that bad like i even i remember she said it in the training room and we taped it and i just kept like we were playing hudsonville so i just went back on and kept playing okay okay wow wow well yeah hopefully uh you got are you your hand is all your thumb is all good um could y'all play i think grand haven tuesday yeah we play grand haven tuesday okay super excited yeah that's what's up um yeah excited to get into this this interview here get to know you a little bit and uh talk about really this season first you guys are seven and three correct uh as of we played saturday so we're eight and three as of eight and three okay okay so yeah. you had a, a little trip up north how'd that go yeah, we went to Cadillac. We had to go to Cadillac in a school bus. We were all so uncomfortable. We were Ooh. all stretched out. I know. I woke up. Well, we all fell asleep, but I woke up. My feet were all over um, one of the sophomores that we have, KK. I was. I felt so bad. I was like, you could have woken me up because my feet were, like, legit all over. And she was yeah. like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> but I felt so bad. But um, 
And then we played up and when we played Renaissance up like near Detroit, we also took a yellow bus for that too. And I was oh, like, this can't keep happening to us. Yeah, that that. But the irony of that is when we go and play Granville. Mm-hmm. When we go and play a score right on the corner, then we get charter buses. What? So we're like, it's I know it's so backwards, um, but you know we we complain a little bit as we do. Coach E complain a little bit, but then we just took the trip, and we got there. We only had like sort of like fifteen minutes to warm up. Yeah. And like unpopular, like I think it's kind of unpopular opinion, but like I prefer the fifteen minutes to warming up than thirty. Like me personally, I feel like it's like a quick warm up. Like like you get your deuces up. And then it's like you just play, like you get right into it. Yeah. But then warm up, we played, and it was just it was just a great game. I feel like we all had a good game, and we all played together. Yeah. And we all like, yeah, I feel like we just had a good game. That's what's up. Yeah, you. That makes sense to me in my mind. It's something about when you're not like super comfortable. Um, you're riding on a yellow bus for two, three hours. Only right. get fifteen minutes to warm up. It's like to me, it, it always made me a little more focused. Like it made me a little more right, upset. Yeah. Made me a little more angry. Like, oh, this is how they gonna treat us? Oh, oh okay. And you get the team together, and basically, it, it gets your team together more too. And you guys just get more focused. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just depends on how you respond to it. You could complain and you know, let it go into the game and just play horrible or just come together and just play, play mad. Right. So that's what's up. Um, What has been you guys' most complete game so far this year? Um, I think our most complete game, probably Byron Center, our our first game of the season. Mm. It was a away game. Yeah. Um, I think what made it complete was that uh, last year when we played them, we lost, we got blown out. It was bad, yeah, and yeah. we lost them in districts too. So I think just like, cause you know we all returned except for Deontay. So everybody who like was on the bench, everybody who played that game, like we all felt that pain. So I just right. think, I think those memories like focused us, and I think Byron Center kind of overlooked us because you know they beat us with Deontay by twenty, and then we lost Deontay. So I feel like Byron Center really overlooked us and didn't think like we didn't have anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just kind of thought it was going to be just an easy home opener for them. Right. And I think us knowing that, like, I think it's what made us focus and it's what made us, like, we wanted to make a statement at Byron Center. I think we lost everything. Nobody thought we were going to win that game. And I just think that was probably the most complete game from offense to defense. Like, I just think that was a complete game. Yeah. No, that's what's up. I could see how they would probably overlook you guys. What was the mindset, like, before the game and how to – coach large get you guys prepared um we brought in this big speaker in the locker room and we we're like we we're just up and hype and dancing <laughs> like before we went out to warm up so we we're just up and hype and we were just like we just did a lot of talking as a team i feel like everybody knew what we had like what their role was to go out there and do like we talked so much about our roles and what we're gonna do yeah and just like we and we obeyed our scouting report and you know, everybody thought Coach E was kind of like crazy for going zone on a shooting team, mm-hmm. but it worked. And it was just wow. because we're so disciplined and we're so committed to getting to our spots. Um, I just, it worked. Um, and then we came in dancing. We go back, we warm up. We go back in the locker room after warming up, and it's just complete silence. Like nobody's talking. Everybody's kind of like headphones in. Focus. Like it's just complete, like focus, complete silence. Yeah. 
and the coach walks and talks to us, and then, yeah, we just go out there, and we just, you know, we we knew we were kind of under, underdogs going in, and, you know, we really had, like, we just went all out, because we had nothing to lose if we lost, like, right. everybody thought Brian Center was going to win, For nobody sure. really counted us on winning, like, we like we really had nothing to lose so we just we went all out and we played mm-hmm. and it was a great game yeah yeah hey that's a good team you beat too with lily yeah. and, and mckenna that's yeah that's that's a nice squad and that's the ideal situation how you guys prepare like you, there's a, there's a moment where you got hype and then before the game you got focused so that's that's how you do it that's how you draw it up that should be how you draw it up so right yeah that's good, especially for the first game of the year. Do you think that kind of set the tone for you guys and and how you guys have been uh, playing so far at, at eight and three? Uh, yeah, I think it really has been. I think, um, yeah, I think one of our biggest strengths as a team is definitely our communication. Like, if we lose a game, like we're like we let everybody cool off, and then we're right in the big team group chat, like communicating and talking. Yeah. Um, we take like, film and stuff very seriously. Like we'll go on our own time, look up film from other teams, like without practice, without coach E, without any of that, and we'll do that on our own. We'll send it in the group chat and we'll talk about like, okay, watch for this, watch for this. Like, we we'll scout our own stuff. Like we'll we'll go on these girls' twitters and like wow. and, like, we will do our own scouting. Like, I think that's one of our biggest strengths as a team is that we all like take value in scouting, take value in our scouting reports. Yeah, yeah. And we just try our best to follow them to a T. And I feel like us like trusting coach e and trusting that process and trusting the scouting reports is really what has helped us because like that's helped us win games just following the scouting right. report dang that that sounds like commitment right there and buy yeah we get yeah 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 we we definitely do buy into this and we are committed and i think for sure i don't know we're all just hungry in our own ways yeah for sure um so for you individually i guess what what is your role in the team um, you know, as as you as you're a senior this year. Yeah, I was actually excited for this question. <laughs> but um, I joined the varsity team at the end of my freshman year, and that's okay. when we had Maddie and Kaylee and Kate yep. and Lexi. And I feel like throughout the years, my role on that team has changed so drastically and so dramatically. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I just was kind of like a little freshman, and then the sophomore year, I was like pulled up. And I just kind of, like, sat back and I just, like, watched them. And, you know, I never really felt like I had a role on the team because, like, not that I wasn't, like, needed. Like, I was pulled up for a reason. But it's, like, we just had – our team was just so packed and loaded. Right. So, it was, like, I feel like my role – and they left. And then I, my junior year, we just had Beyonce as the original. And yeah. I feel like that's when my role really started to shift from just, like, you know, being a good practice player, making everybody better. It's, like, my role became more of, like – like on the court I don't know the best way to describe it but it's like as that senior now like I'm my role has changed like I'm trying to be like who I looked up to right for like the younger people on the team I'm trying to be like like the voice of reason or like just a vocal leader and I'm trying to like lead by example and I'm trying to just like go out because like it's my last ride and, and I, but I also like really just want to just establish my role as just someone they can look up to and yeah. someone who can lead by example absolutely um or someone who they can talk to like if they're having like if they had a bad game they need someone to talk to like <clears throat> this that because i feel like like 
that's what I had when I got pulled up. Like, yeah. there's like people who led by example and people who led with their words and people who are just emotionally just there for everybody. Right. And I feel like while EK has lost so many of those players, we've also gained so much. So I feel like that's my role, just to go out there and play and just, you know, be the best player I can be, be the best team I can be. That's amazing. One thing that struck a chord in me, what you said, was be there for someone emotionally. And I'm all about, like, the mental side of the game. Um, Yeah, there's times where you get on your teammates where you challenge them or uh, you mentally challenge them. But there's also times where you want to create a safe space to check in on your teammate to see if that person is okay. Um, How important is that? to you personally that's i mean i feel like yeah i feel like that's super important like i feel like you can't go out there and physically play if your mental isn't right and like if you're not focused i feel like i feel like getting mentally right is what opens doors to playing so well physically yeah so i just feel like that's super important and i feel like our team has a really good balance of like getting on each other like Mm -hmm. and working each other encouraging each other and also supporting each other and i feel like mentally like that's where it all starts like, yeah mentally being mentally focused and mentally ready is where it starts yeah yeah i agree 1000 percent. speaking music to my ears um right yeah so that's good that's good it sounds like a like a true leader um uh, that you are and um great leaders take what great leaders before them and they implement right, that yeah. and then they put their own little spin on it so it sounds like that's that's what you're doing. So that's dope. Um, so off camera, we talked and it started to get good. I said, hold up, let's wait on this. Um, so you go to East Campbell High School. I went to Jenison High School and I had my my experience kind of, you know, being one of the only black people there. I never really thought about your experience. So we all heard about what happened between Jenison and Wyoming. So you being at East Kentwood, you guys basically travel to predominantly white schools every single game. Mm-hmm. Talk about how that experience is for you and, and, and how Coach Large prepares you for those atmospheres. Um, you know, it kind of starts in practice, too. Like, if we get, like, a, like a little too much of an attitude, like, naturally, like, everybody's going to get attitude naturally. It just happens. We're humans. But he'll, like, nip it, especially if it's before a game day, and he'll be like, you know, we like we play. Say we play. We, we play Hudsonville tomorrow. Like we yeah. can't do that. Right. So it's like he definitely does a good job of reminding us of what being a predominantly black team means and what mm-hmm. that means traveling to be on the road and how we have to like conduct ourselves. Um, just a little calmer and right. more like just the trash talk, especially like we can't really like. After, I mean, everybody talks a little bit. Yeah. But it's like it's we have to watch what we say and how we do. And I feel like for me personally, like. Like hecklers, like, and people from the student section side of things doesn't really bother me, but it's always like that fear of what they're going to say. Exactly. Like what them what them saying, like, okay, I'm shooting a free throw. They're gonna say something like whatever, whatever. That happens in boys' games too, but it's always yeah. like the fear of the back of my mind of what's going to be said, right. and like how I'm gonna be able to handle that, or how I'm gonna be able to conduct myself if that were to happen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just a lot of like just preventative stuff. And how we have to conduct ourselves so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely can be a little 
it definitely can be a little worrying almost, especially after the Denison Wyoming thing. Yeah, yeah. I was a little worried to travel to Denison. I just didn't say anything. Yeah. But it's like it's just kinda always in the back of your mind too. And then it's like it's like you have to kind of be the representative because they're like, Oh well if EK girls are acting up, you know what that means about union girls, you know, the Ottawa girls and that uh that so it's kinda like us being an all white conference like represents something bigger than just EK. Like right. It represents not all predominantly girl like black basketball teams, of course not. Yeah. But it's like we don't want to act down, give them any reason to think any less of other exactly. black girls. Exactly. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's sad that student sections can say whatever they want, right? And then a lot of times if if something is out of pocket, it could be racist, it could be anything, and we respond maybe out of anger. A lot of times it's rightfully so. Like you said something crazy, but right. other people could be like, oh, see, 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 they right. can't control their angle. You know what I mean? So I, exactly. Yeah. It, that, too, I feel like that's why the, the mental part of the game is so big because somebody who's already mentally off or someone who's already like just mentally just not focused, right. or like going through their own adversities, hearing that is going to be their last straw. Yeah. And it's, so that's why I feel like being mentally stronger, mentally prepared, or just knowing you have support. It's like so important to the game, like just 100%. so important. 100%. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of stuff that could happen outside of basketball. It could be family life, it could be right. a significant other, your friend, anything. Um, and just that one thing could tip you over the edge, and you never know. So, yeah. Yeah. So like we talked about off camera, it's just like I never really thought about it from you guys' you know, point of view. Like literally every conference game right, you guys yeah. are, are could potentially deal with something like that, right? Um Right, yeah. So that's crazy. Um and, and we today, try not to worry about it too much, but it's yeah. always I feel like it's always in the back of my mind. I think right. it's always in the back of Coach E's mind. But we right. you know, it's all black coaching staff too. Yeah. So we just try not to worry about it, just go and play our game. But For we sure. like I feel like we are all mentally prepared if something were to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't want to say every school is is racist or yeah. anything like that. It's just a possibility of um, yeah, no, and like yeah. every and like for like one heckler to be like say something racist and make like an entire school racist, like right, I'm right. Be like oh, Jenison is so racist, like no, because that's not the case. Like plenty mm-hmm. of wonderful people go to Jenison High School and they're exactly, great. but like it, like it's sad that like only takes like that one person, that one heckler, and now you're everybody's looking at everybody in your school like sideways, like, right? But yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like I said, I went to Jenison High School and plenty of good people there. Right. I had we had great people in our corner that fought for us um, whenever we dealt with stuff like that. So yeah, there's just, you know, some few bad people that make, you know, a, a certain town or, you know, school look bad in the media. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, definitely. For sure. Good stuff. Um, shoot. Martin Luther King day. So I never had Martin Luther King day off school. Um, so talk about how MLK is I guess to you if you feel comfortable talk about that and um, oh, yeah, I do. what it means yeah um I'm just happy I mean you know <laughs> as a kid I was happy got the day off yeah but um growing up in kind of like a, a mixed race household my mom always made sure I understood the importance of my blackness mm-hmm. and she always made sure I understood the weight of what being a black woman meant yeah and so you know I grew up 
my mom, we had dedicated days to learning that. So I grew up, she'd be like, okay, well, today's the day, you know, you be reading about MLK, or today's the day we watch, like, Boys in the Hood, or, like, just different things about <sighs> culture Boys and stuff hood. like that. My mom was very, very big on, because, you know, her growing up, you know, in the Mount Pleasant area, predominantly white area, she's like, it was hard for her to stay in tune with her blackness, so she's always made sure that I was in tune with mine. Right. And, you know, as a kid, I just thought it was, like, homework, and I didn't understand the importance of it, but now growing up, like, I, I really like, take value of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just think, everybody thinks, like, the civil rights era, was, a lot of stuff was stole long ago. But, you know, most of our grandparents was alive when black people didn't have rights. My grandma was alive when black people didn't have rights. Say that. So, it's like, I think, <laughs> I think it's just important that, like, we realize that, like, there are still people who are fighting for our, our rights alive today. And people who were alive when we didn't have rights alive yep. today. Yep. And it wasn't that long ago. Like, yes, it's history. But it's like we're still making history and we're still fighting still. for rights and protections. Yep. So I think that just honoring MLK and what he did was just, I think it's very important. And I mm-hmm. feel like, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's good. You wise. I didn't expect you to say Boys in the Hood, but I like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, my mom, <laughs> she was very big on me knowing like black culture and black yeah. media and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think honestly, I think because I'm so interested in that type of stuff now, I think she planted that seed in my brain. Right. Forever grateful for for her for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's important. It it really is. Um my mom did the same, especially, you know, with us going to a predominantly white school. So it was important that we got that education at home or with our family right, yeah. and stuff like that. So um so yeah, I to- I totally get it for sure. So um yeah shout out mlk happy mlk day to everybody out there yeah um so let's get into your commitment uh to lawrence tech so when did you actually commit i verbally committed i think it was before the season even started okay well the season we're obviously playing before any conference game or anything like that i want to say i committed um this football season wasn't even over it was an early commitment okay but I just feel like, you know, when you know, you know. Yeah. Like, through the whole recruitment process, like, so few student-athletes move on to the next level. Like, not even, like, not even 2% move on to the next level, whatever level right. that may be. Yeah. So, it's, like, to have options and be recruited by so many schools, I was just so, like, I felt just so blessed and so grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I could have, I feel like I could have held out for something you know, maybe bigger because it's in an NAI school. Yeah. But I feel like, but it's like, I feel like we get so caught up in like the levels of basketball. Like everybody wants to go D1. Everybody wants to go T2. Yeah. That you forget that that has to be your home for the next four years. Right. And say something happens with basketball, you have to like where you're going. Yep. You have to like the girls. You mm-hmm. have to still like where you're at. You have to like the area. Yep. And I just feel like we get so caught up in levels of basketball that it's like we forget to make our students athletes forget to make the decision that's best for them yeah like for always sure. going for like the biggest thing because it look it looks the best yep but then you're not playing then you have to transfer and you have to find a new home and find a new team so i just really feel like not letting the levels of basketball that i was being offered out or i could be playing at just like affect my decision mm-hmm. and you know i went up there a couple of times talked to the coaches and i think you know she told me she was like, oh, yeah, we had you come visit, but we didn't even know if we are going to offer you before this conversation we just had because we had a, a good conversation. Wow. And that, yeah, and that to me was like, I appreciate the honesty, and that to me was like that they were making a, a very like conscious, important decision. Sure, yeah, yeah. 
They had only offered, I think, like four to five girls. Okay. So that was another thing too. And then it was also just like, you just got, I, and the girls too. Like I got to meet the girls on so many different occasions. Yeah. And they were just like so nice and welcoming and, and reaching out. And it was just like a really like great experience. And I never once like felt awkward talking to them. Yeah. I got to sit at a couple of their practices, come to the game. Like, it was just like, it was. I just feel like it was a good fit for me. It yeah. was a good home for me. Right. Love the coaches. And, you know, I think something really important to me, too, was they talked about how, like, each girl had, like, two to three mental health days. And I thought that was really important because, wow. like, the mental aspect of the game is really important to me. Yeah. Uh, and it's something new that I don't think a lot of like college coaches really pay attention to, but it's like first time here. Like you don't have an athlete who's right mm-hmm. and right, so I think that was a big thing for me too. But it's just like again, I just couldn't get like I'm proud to be an Lawrence Tekken man. I couldn't get too caught up and know the level that they're playing that. Yeah, because you know they they do play D two schools and they play very competitively on the yeah. Wayne State. So it's like there's yeah. talent there. Right. It's just like I feel like the level of basketball. It, you know, it doesn't really matter when you're trying to look for a home for the next four years. Exactly. Because you know, I'm a very big mama's girl, so I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure wherever I'm going is gonna take care. I hear you. So I hear like, you. Just find the best fit for you in a in a home for the next four years, where you really think that you can thrive. Yeah. And that's really what it was to me. It wasn't about levels of basketball. It wasn't about divisions or anything like that. It's just about finding a home. Right. That I right. felt comfortable at. Man. That's so mature of you, really. Thank um, you. Thank yeah. you. You don't hear that too often. When I was your age, I was in the crowd of D1 or bus, right, D2, yeah. you know. Um, I was crushed when, you know, I never got a D1 offer. But uh, but it makes sense that basketball is like that now because I yeah. feel like a lot of basketball is like only like D1 gets hyped. Right. And I feel like a lot of basketball is just like just – Everybody's obsessed with like the highlights and the flashy play, like right. the big schools and yep. all that other stuff. And I feel like basketball at its core is like it's just just about like working hard and hustle plays. Exactly. It's different stuff like that. Exactly. So like I feel like it makes sense that everybody's so hyped up on highlights in D one. And you yeah. know, there's nothing wrong with knowing D one. D one's great. Yeah. But I just feel like everybody's just so hyped up on it and so like focused on it. Yeah. That they like, don't even like consider that any other level of basketball may be a great fit for them. For sure. For sure, I I know guys and girls that are getting paid playing basketball, right. that have played at any like all levels, NAIA, right. D three, D two, D one. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all about what yeah where you where you fit best, where you're most comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and one, like so few student athletes move on to the next level. I feel like it's just a blessing to be able to play at any level. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like you said. One percent, two percent. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of, uh, right. of players that get that opportunity. So uh, that's amazing. Um, so Coach Large, obviously playing um, at the D one level. Um, mm-hmm. I think at Jackson State, and uh, mm-hmm. so he's been through it. So how has he been for you? You know, through that that process. Um, he's been great. You know, we always um joke around with Coach E because you can find his um old films on YouTube and stuff and we always joke around with him like yeah. he was bald even back then. <laughs> it's just like 
it's just like i don't know it's 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 really a great um experience because we have coach nikki too who's always with us and coach bailey uh-huh. all, yeah you know yep. pro yep. d1 and it's great yep. having coaches um tell you what you need to hear or not yeah. even what you, like not even what you want to hear what you need to hear to get to the next level um and having coaches who have already been where you're trying to go mm-hmm. it's great for them to guide us along and for them to talk to us and for us to have the role models there with us every practice and like no this is like something that's real and a possibility every practice for sure i'd say it's great and it's been great having him in this process yeah um and it's, it's been great amazing amazing yeah y'all got a great staff um shout, yeah, shout out big nick do it big um, <laughs> i always say this every time i shout her out one of the best shooters i've ever seen and i thought i was a pretty good shooter back in the day and i'll never challenge her to a to a shootout or a game of sevens just can't do it i'm gonna have to just to say because i'm a competitive person so i'm gonna have to do it one day but i gotta get myself ready but shout out big nick <laughs> I mean, we ain't seen that out of Big Nick. We ain't seen that. You haven't seen so it? No, nah, I might have to challenge her myself. She hasn't shot her practice? No, she was like, ah, oh, you're not ready for it. You don't you want not. to be. I'm going to tell you right now, you not, Javen. You not. <laughs> uh, I don't believe you because the way she talked, I believe I'm not ready for it. She's got, yeah, she's got a clip for sure, for sure. So what's some advice that you would give? to a young lady or even a, a guy uh, that wants to hoop in college one day? Um, just always be humble. Stay humble. Always hear what the coach has to say. Even if you're like, oh, just too good. I feel like I'm too good for that. Like, just hear what they have to say. Because you you may fall in love with the coach or in love with the school, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. So just staying humble. I think always, always like reminding yourself that you are blessed and grateful to be in this position. No doubt. Um, just yeah, I think those are the biggest two pieces of advice. I'm trying to think of the advice I was given my recruitment process. Yeah. Um. Just don't be afraid to reach out to schools either. Right. Like if you feel like you're not being like if you want a dream school, you want to get recruited by. If you feel like you're not getting recruited at all, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah, no doubt. And don't and and really, my biggest piece of advice, piece of advice is don't let people like make you feel bad or don't feel bad about the levels that you're playing or getting offered at because exactly. like, like just focus on finding a home 100%. i'd say and don't feel like yeah don't feel shamed about it or bad about that at all yeah. just focus on finding a home yeah um and just yeah just you know i i really i believe that if you put good into the world good will come back to you so just you know just stay humble stay positive about whatever you're going to definitely um just work for what you want and if you work for what you want this this guy can be your man so yeah that'd be my advice that's good stuff that's good stuff what are you uh what are you trying to be when you do you know what you want to study yeah i want to be human factor psychologist um and the easiest way i can explain what that is is like people who make machines easier for people to use okay or people so like um they did a study before and they found that like people changing like the volume of the radio on their cars was enough to cause accidents because yeah. you have to look away for it. Wow. So human factor psychologists came up with the idea of putting the volume on the steering wheel. So like a lot of newer cars have that control on the steering wheel. Right. That's basically what human factor psychologists do. It's kind of make it wow. more easier, more universal for people to use. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, I wanted to be a counselor at high risk schools. Mm-hmm. 
um, that's still something, you know, I haven't fully shut that out yet. But as yeah. of now, I want to be a human factor psychologist. Okay. I had a feeling you wanted to do something in that realm. Um, yeah. Just kind of like talking to you the last couple of minutes. But, yeah, that's what's up. So who is who is Jamin off the court? Um, what types of things do you get into, you know, outside of basketball? Off the court? Um, I'm trying to think. Outside of basketball, Trey. But no, <laughs> off the court for real. Um, I don't know. I'm big into, like, self-expression. Yeah. And, like, expressing yourself, like, jewelry and clothes. And okay. Stuff like that. I'm, I'm really big into that. Yeah. Um, play video game. I feel like I'm a typical hooper. Play video games. Yeah. I don't got nothing else going on. Right. I'm, I spend a lot of time with my family. Mm-hmm. Spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff like that, really. Just yeah. off the court, I'm just like pretty chill, laid back person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really can't even think of like a hobby, hobby like video games. Yeah. That probably has to be my biggest hobby. Okay. If I'm not hooping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, big, I'm big into music. What kind of music? Of stuff like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I like all music except country. I'm here to come on and say I like country music. Okay. Do. Don't be ashamed. I do. <laughs> I'm popular opinion. I, like, I really I really do like all music. Like, yeah. Like there's something like, like there's all, all genres. Like you can't hear out a whole entire genre. Like country music has some good songs. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you guys. It has right. some good songs. You just uh-huh. gotta find them and listen to them. So yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of in the big, big in like self expression and um, music and playing video games. Right. And oh, and family time. I think I already said that though. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with them. You can say it twice. But yeah. 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 Just to emphasize that again. For I come sure. out at home. Nine times out of ten, I'm at my uncle's house. Okay, that's what's up. So you say you're a mama's girl. Talk about that relationship and how that's yeah. uh, you know made you the young woman that you are today. Um, I just, oh, my mom, my mom's amazing. Like, there's just so many great things I could say to my mom. And she's, yeah. she's going to be so happy I'm saying this. She's going to be <laughs> so happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, my mom, like, she's definitely, like, shaped me into who I am today. Like, I watched my mom go through so much adversity and so much conflict. And I watched her go through so much and still be kind and still give. And, and never like look at the world in an evil way like she's always been like positive about stuff and i've watched her get through so much yeah. that now for me getting through my own adversities like i've always had the mindset like i can get through this because you know mm-hmm. I've, I've always watched my mom get through stuff she's just an amazing lady just she's just amazing like she's always giving back to people she's always helped people she's always been like the first to help yeah. Um. That's how we even ended up moving back to how we talked about earlier, Mount Pleasant, in the first place, because my mom wanted to help. Right. And right. she's always kind of been a help first, and she's always believed that if she helps people, people in return help her when she needs it. Yeah. Um, and she's just, you know, I grew up with just her, like, uh, just her. She was a single mom. Yeah. But I've never, you know, had to feel the effects of having like, you know, just a single mom. Like, She's been there for me emotionally. She's been there for me financially, physically. She's, right. she's like I can only think of one thing that she's never showed up to before me, and that's because she was super sick. Yeah, she's been at everything, everything I've ever asked her to be at. She was there, Man. and she's just like no matter how tired, like she was just truly just um, just amazing. I feel like 
I've always had that support and yeah. she's always has been there for me. Yeah. And so, you know, like, you know, it's been bumpy, you know, because it's like, you know, you know, like my mom always says she doesn't have anyone to tag out with. So she has to like be like disciplinary and then she also has to be like my friend at the same time. And it can be hard to navigate that. Yeah. But I feel like she doesn't give herself enough credit. Like she's amazing. Like she's yeah. truly amazing. That's what's up. Shout out to your mom. I'm very grateful. Shout out to my mom. I'm very grateful to have. Yeah. I'm very grateful to have my mom. Yeah. Know, just extremely blessed, extremely grateful. Like she's always made a way. Dang. For me, she's always been there for me. Yeah. And yeah, I just without her as a mom, I don't know where I'd be today. Man. I just really, just so grateful for her. Just amazing. Like I feel like, you know, she was meant to be my mom. Like yeah. that. Like that. Like she was meant to be my mom. Like, I don't think my life would have turned out great as it is if anyone else was playing as mm. my mom. And mm. I think her coming from her own adversities has helped her guide me through mine and guide yeah. me out of mine. Yeah. Um, and so she's just, she's amazing. Shout out my mom. Shout she's out your mom. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Gave me goosebumps a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm a mama's boy. So I can say the same things about mine. So Yeah. That's great. Um, for the sake of time, let's move into. I ask you one quick hitter. I'm actually interested in hearing this. So, who are three athletes that you follow, and why? Three athletes I follow and why? Yeah. Mm, I follow. Uh, these are going to be like basic. Everybody follows these athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow Luca. Okay. Because I mean, he's great. Who has to follow Luca? Like he's great. He's a dog. Um. Yes, I follow. Um. I don't like. I don't know if you can see this following anymore, but like, I love Dennis Rodman. <laughs> you can't really follow him because he's not playing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like just for the sake of another athlete, like I love Dennis Rodman. I, I've like listened to his stories and everything yeah. he's been doing. I feel like. Like, he's, like, just, like, his way of expressing himself, like, through his hair dye and, like, yep. through, like, his jewelry and his clothes and his fashion and just him being so authentically himself, no yeah. matter what the backlash was, was just something that was just, like, it, like, changed the way I looked at everything. Yeah. So I got to throw him in there. Yeah. Um, and the last one, just John Morant. John Morant. Just because he's... You know, he's just, he's him. Like, yeah. you can't not follow him. Like, him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just pretty basic answers. Yeah. But, yeah, it's probably be three that I follow. That's, That's what's up. Great. That's what's up. You see his dunk the other day? Yeah. So, yeah. First thing, on Instagram, first thing I seen. Crazy. Like, just the way he cocks it back, it, it don't make yeah, any sense. Insane. It don't make any sense. It's like he's purposely trying to go for everybody's head. Like, the way he puts that ball back there. Yeah. Yeah, uh-uh. he tweeted. Uh, he like retweeted the video, and he said, "I think he said like jump with me if you want to go viral." I was like, "Dang, dang, not worth it." Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> um, so last question for you: Who should be on the show next? Who should be on the show next? Oh, I'm going on the spot. Um, let's get. I don't know. Let's get Tiana Day on the show. Okay. Let's get her on the show. All right. 
Bet. Just because I'm really interested to hear what she's gonna say to some of these questions. Okay. Yeah. Let's get her on the show, or let's get let's get anybody from EK Varsity team All right. on the show. Any one of them. Let's let's continue this EK train. Okay. EK girls train rolling. Yeah. Any one of them on the show. Okay. Bet bet. Um, me living in Kentwood, I have a daughter that's two. Hopefully, she's a Lady Falcon one day on the on the hoop squad. So. Death. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun, like, with the staff and their kids. Like, they bring their little kids to practice. And uh-huh. it's fun getting to bond with them. You know, I feel like yeah. I feel a little bit like a celebrity, you know. <laughs> and I get to talk to them and bond with them. And they come watch the games. You know, I feel like. Yeah. They want an autograph? Right, like, right. Nah. nah, yeah. they. Do. I know they look up to you, for sure. I know they look up to you. Yeah, that's something I, I, that's something I don't take lightly. No doubt. No doubt. That's good. But Javen, I appreciate you being on the show. This is a great conversation. I knew it was when we started talking off off camera. I'm like, all right, we got we got to press record. So, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. You no, know, I said as a joke. I I said as a joke. I was like, oh, I'm finally gonna get my local clout. <laughs> like, everybody can think of has been on here. But yeah, I remember um the Instagram page when it was just like when we had like five posts or something and I was so young. Yeah. But like it just like the chosen ones like just trying to make a name for themselves just came out. Yeah. And the thing that I'm like on a podcast is on today now crazy to me because I You made it. Was no. Just, was first starting. Yeah. It's coming out like yeah I made it. <laughs> I guess like, as far as as far as good reference is concerned I made it. Oh so, man. That's yeah. what's up. No I appreciate the love. Um, We'll have to have you on again one day especially when you're in college, just want to catch up and stuff like that. But I'm definitely going to come see you guys play too. And I'd like to meet you as well. So, yeah, yeah definitely. But all right, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you share this episode out. Until next time, peace. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Chosen Podcast. We appreciate the support. Do us a favor and send this episode to someone that needs it. Peace. <laughs>